Hi, my name is Monica Kretschmer and I'm the founder and CEO of the Universal Women's Network, Women of Inspiration Awards, and this is the Women of Inspiration podcast, where we speak with women who lead, inspire, and motivate. Now, these are women that take the road less traveled and inspire others to dream big. So today, a really special guest, um, we have our Megan Cotterell. Uh, she is a 100 Woman of Inspiration book contributor. I'm super excited to have you part of the book, uh, Megan. You're also the owner of Five Elements Martial Arts here. So welcome, Megan. You have a ton of energy and I'm super excited for this interview today. Thanks. I'm excited too. It's so nice to talk to you. And it's always a pleasure to speak to you. And now I think, you know, we've talked about your story so many times. I mean, you're literally a powerhouse single mama, carving your path, you know, people look at you and go, how does she do it all? And they see the Megan of the owner of, you know, five elements, martial arts, but there's Megan hasn't, your journey hasn't been a clear path. So maybe we can start there. Cause I think that's, what's so inspiring to our listeners is I love to be able to tell the stories of the women that have had to work hard and they, they, there was no easy path for you, Megan. No, it's been 33 years in the making. So, I mean, I started martial arts when I was eight. I was being extremely bullied at my bus stop every morning that I went to school. Um, I also grew really fast. I was really, really awkward. I wasn't coordinated. I giant front teeth also, which is kind of insane. So it's been two braces twice. Um, and I found a martial arts school that I could walk to. It was in a concrete basement with like pillars everywhere. And I was the only girl and I was really young and that's where my martial arts journey sort of started. But I wasn't coordinated in other sports. I really lacked a lot of confidence. Um, and my journey sort of just began from there. And then I had my own school 25 years ago. Uh, and since then I've gotten, you know, four black belts. I have a master in one of them. So I have a fifth degree black belt in Shotokan karate. I'm testing for my sixth degree in the spring. Um, I've now become the president of Team Canada and I've run Five Elements Martial Arts as a standalone studio space for, this will be going on its 18th year. And four expansions were a huge, 5,500 square foot facility with three classrooms and Olympic mats and full equipment. And it's uh, it's been a healing journey for me. Um, I feel like martial arts has saved my life and helped me build my confidence and have a safe place to go. And on the worst days, it was my way of relieving stress and feeling better about myself and having those goals and feeling like I can pursue those things and also creating a safe place for other people. Because when you are hurting and going through things yourself, you don't want that sort of pain um, and severe challenge uh, that you're having. So you want to create a different space so that people have that opportunity to, to feel better and to pursue goals and to build their confidence and empower others and become leaders and show mentorship and find a community. Like community is so important. And that's sort of where it all began. And it hasn't been easy. Owning your own business isn't easy, especially owning a multidiscipline martial arts studio in Calgary and through COVID and being in Western Canada even. Um, and doing things a little bit unorthodox. Mm. So I have to ask you this question. Uh, you know, by the way, one of my favorite quotes was Simon Cowell. And I think Roberta had just hit the golden buzzer and I was watching her, watching that interview happen. And she said, you know, and like massive success. And she says, I've, people still bully me, right? And then, you know, Simon says, but here's, the recipe for that. And I can't remember his exact words, but he said, you know, bullies, the best way to repel the bullies is be super successful and super happy because they just can't compete. And it's kind of like it's, it deflects bullies really. But as women, we forget that sometimes, right? And so how was that journey for you to sort of, you know, 
you're enjoying so much success right now, but how long did it take you to learn that being successful and happy actually repels the bullies? I'm still learning. Are you kidding me? Like my feelings still get hurt. I think even people, so I love, um, watching Taylor Swift's journey, for example. This woman donates tons of money to charity. She's been an amazing human being. She's kind to everyone. She's worked really hard. She's very authentic. And people are crazy terrible to her. And they've been crazy bullies. And I'm looking at that going, it still hurts her feelings. So why would it not, like we're all human and we care about others. And that's why, you know, the way that we've created our businesses are to form community and to run business with a, like intense amounts of integrity and um, patience and kindness and uplifting of other people. So if that's how much emotion that we're putting into our businesses, that's as much emotion as we're absorbing when people are very critical of us. And we're, for me, I'm critical of myself and I always check myself when someone's upset or there's conflict or something's not going right or I'm trying to work with teams and I'm trying to bring people together and I'm trying to problem solve and I don't like to offend anyone or make the wrong choice or not acknowledge other people and their views and, and how they care about things but some people are just jerks like in all honesty and some people also don't want to put in the work to rise because mm. it's really hard and I'm uncomfortable every day, all day. And I think so many business owners and so many entrepreneurs are very uncomfortable and you have to make decisions that just really suck. And they're decisions that I think other people choose not to make because it is so difficult mm. and it does hurt and it's, it's yucky. And when it comes to bullying, A, um, I'm making all the hard choices. I'm putting in all the extra effort. I am trying to rise to constantly elevate myself and educate and learn and come out of my comfort zone. Um, and ooh, I like, I have to be very like careful with my words here because I don't want to insult anyone or hurt anyone's feeling or not acknowledge the fact that everyone is doing their best in the world. Cause I'm sure that they, they are, everyone's trying their best and doing their best for where they are, what opportunities they have and what they can do. Um, but I'm always striving, like always, always, always. Mm. I'm still training in my karate classes. I'm still training in my Taekwondo classes. I'm still doing jujitsu all the time. And I cry through half the classes because it's so hard and so challenging. And I'm still mm. learning technology and I'm still learning how to do flipping PowerPoint presentations that I don't understand, but I'm willing to do it to make myself better and my business better. And I think a lot of the criticism that comes my way is that I try not to complain and I just get on with it. And so I think sometimes it appears to be easier than what it is. But I mean, for example, even last night, I worked a 10 hour day. Uh, I taught until 8 p.m. and I still came home and did hours of paperwork. And then I still had to be a mom, do laundry, make sure my emails were done, meal plan for the next day. And I like fell asleep, like as I sat down in my full makeup, like without my retainer in, because of the braces. And I was so exhausted that I just, I didn't have the energy to take off my makeup and brush my teeth before I actually fell asleep. I did wake up in the middle of the night and do it, but it appears easy because I want to show up for my clients and my students and my business and my staff and everybody that I think is amazing in my life that is helping me with different opportunities or helping to navigate or being part of my network. I'm not going to show up and suck for them, mm -hmm. but it's not easy. And I think to other people, they criticize because they think a, I'm either undeserving or they don't understand the extra work involved or, um, you know, maybe, maybe I have You just make it look too easy. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. I just, but I also feel like there's always going to be people out there that misunderstand others and that um, maybe are a bit upset that maybe they feel that I have an opportunity that they really want 
or they'd rather see a different type of human in that role than me being in that role. I mean, I'm the first female president of Team Canada. Not every, yeah, but not like, everything is comfortable. Yay, I'm yay. super excited. And so these are the conversations, Megan, that we need to have because the bullies could be other women because of jealousy and lack of confidence or it could be even other men, right? Because they feel that you're taking a place that was for them. But I think you do it so effortlessly and because you don't complain and you, do you ask for help the odd time? I'm getting better. Right? It's, getting better, it's hard to do. Yeah. But you just, and you have to show up. But I, I don't think that your success, Megan, is is by luck. And so if somebody's looking at your success and they're intimidated by it, are they willing to do the work like you've done consistently all those years since you made up your mind when you were eight years old that that's what you wanted to do? And I think that's the difference. And I think we really need to give each other in ourselves and other women, you know, I, you're so good at that. And I've watched you in awe, like you're so giving and kind to other women and celebrating successes. That's what we need more of. We need more of Megan's, right? We need and more champions. We do. Like more we champions do. for each other. Yeah. And yeah. For, so we can actually focus on the success and the joy. And then I always say the bullies will just end up, you know, like nobody's going to want to do business with them. They're going to want to play with them. You know, like literally the cream rises. Well, I actually have a little sunshine tattoo on my wrist. So it's right there. Also my little blue Morpho. Anyway, I have lots of pretty little tattoos that remind me of great things. I always imagine that when the sunshine gets bigger and brighter, it like makes all the clouds move out of the way. And I think when you are so excited for everyone else's successes and you're so pumped to help them out and you're ready to be a resource for them and you're like high-fiving and being so pumped for everything they're trying to accomplish eventually like the energy gets so strong and the sunshine gets so bright that the, there is no space for the clouds anymore and the energy shifts and so with universal women's network like that's what you're all about is bringing us all together so that we actually spend a moment recognizing how far mm. we've come and recognizing how how much work and all of those sacrifices and finding balance and trying to have integrity and and really caring about the details of ourselves and our careers and our futures and our circles um because i i find for myself i'm so busy trying to go to accomplish like what's on my list i guess like short term and long term that I forget to remember that I just did something really big and really hard and really great. And so I'm talking to a lot of women where I'm like, you just got an international peace award or like you just got a massive promotion or you just like passed your bar. And they're like, well, yeah, but I have this, 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 you. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like we need to pop a bottle. Like let's spend five seconds like jumping up and down and having a dance party and cheering and high-fiving and being like you are the coolest that ever lived and then we can move on because if we don't recognize how far we come we've come there is like that a little bit of cloud over our head going like you're just not good enough you're just not good enough you're not doing enough you're not accomplishing enough you're not going fast enough and it's not the case at all it's not so I'm so excited because we're going to have a moment on every single leg of our journey for the roadshow where we're literally going to have a moment of silence so that you can actually look over your shoulder and kind of just go back to see how far you've climbed and then dance, scream, yell, whatever you want to do, but just soak in that moment. And it's not a moment of silence for anything else but to honor your worth. Do you love it? I love it because it's like when you're at the top of the mountain, you have to like take a breath and look around and see how beautiful everything is. And look at all the other mountains and all the other people at the top of the mountains and be like, hey, you did it, you were the coolest, right? You Like I love that moment of silence because mm -hmm. 
like when you're at the top of the mountain, are you supposed to think, well, there's a taller one over there and why didn't I climb that one? And why am I on this one? Like, you shouldn't think that way. You should be so pumped that you did something so incredibly amazing and difficult and fantastic. Like, I love the moment of silence. We could be like, yeah, we're awesome. We did yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. We, we got this. So that is what we're going to do on the road because I truly do agree with you. And, you know, it's a constant check-in and to, because we got, we're busy. We want to accomplish many of these things. And sometimes it's the little ones and it's the big ones, but all the little ones together make the big ones. So I think for the listeners, I got to ask you, what have you accomplished today? I know we do that with our members every single month. It was a daily thing. So celebrate your successes every month. We got to talk about that, ladies. And so I'm so happy that that's part of your DNA, Megan. And perhaps that's, you know, I mean, that's why we get along so great. And, you know, there's such <laughs> fireworks going on is because we're okay. And I have to ask you something. Uh, I, I noticed that there's also still some hesitation for women to recognize those achievements. So maybe you can talk to me how, you know, you're okay recognizing your achievements, but not everybody is. So how do you get over the barrier to stand in that spotlight? So um, actually I'm going to make the Women of Inspiration Awards just an example, just an example. So I like it because we understand this like this is a big thing that you created on purpose for this purpose which is amazing so um i've had something that i created called a brag brunch that was like from a few years ago where i invited 16 women we all showed up we went around the table and we cheers to every cool thing that we were doing at the moment and yeah so when you can't recognize in yourself what your path has been, um, that your failures have become like your staircase, which is super cool. Uh, when you don't recognize that you've accomplished kind of these monumental achievements, whether they're family, personal, relationships, educational, all those things, you have to be around other people that will not do it for you, but encourage it. Mm. So the women of inspiration, like when you're nominated, you're like, really? Do I just, what? This person wrote this? about me oh yeah like that's true and you have an easier time thinking it's written about someone else but it's actually written about you and so it forces someone that is so like achievement driven and busy and always like pursuing the betterment of themselves a moment to read what someone else feels about them what that's not a bully obviously it's really easy sometimes to read the negative or to acknowledge the negative, but when someone heartfelt nominates you from, for something that is an incredible award, it, it makes you pause for a second and it helps you to be part of this group where when you don't recognize it and you're not taking a moment, your network is. Mm. And like, I won't recognize, but then women I've met through Universal Women's Network, they'll send me an email, they'll send me a phone call, they'll send me a message and they're like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like what's going on? But then I'll see their information and I'll be like, holy cow, like that was so rad. Like I'm so excited for you. And so being part of these communities, when you can't be excited about your own achievements, it's very important to be around other people that can make you stop and make you recognize and make you appreciate and and give you that time to celebrate and lift you up. And, and on those days when you have like way too many challenges and someone sends you a really nice note that reminds you like who you are, it makes the hugest difference. It's like fuel. So were you in the green room and actually heard the podcast that we were having before? Because literally I had just said that probably 20 minutes ago. <laughs> I had I had said, this is what we're going to do because this is consistent. We are going, how many champions do we have that we don't even know about until you get that email? They may not like it. They may, I mean, the, we have people that support us and they like our posts, they share our posts, they comment, they do all these things. But there's so many people that are actually silent that we've impacted that we have no idea about. And so I thought, wouldn't it be great if 
because you just said how great it feels to be acknowledged. So the challenge will be, and I'm going to say it again, is that I think we should be acknowledging each other and make it part of it. Um, write a letter to a woman of inspiration who inspires you and let her know how much she's impacting you. Because that could be the message that she needs to hear to move forward, to pivot, to keep climbing to summit, to doing all of these things. And you, again, it was just like, yes, like, like we just got to take ownership <laughs> and do it ladies for each other. And yeah. so we're going to be talking a lot about those things on the road. And I think that Megan by leadership, um, and, and women like yourself that are such great champions, like literally duking it out for other women, literally, um, we're going to achieve so many more things together. Well, yeah, like positive energy is never a bad thing. And I mean, like I watch dudes all the time sitting, having after work cocktails, telling each other how awesome they are. And I'm going, women never do that. We should though. Like, why should I be like, yo, your hair looks really cool. Or like, that's a sweet presentation. Like, yeah, man, that was uh, that was really good clothes that you made today. That was awesome. Like dudes do that all the time and girls need to as well. And sometimes it's just as simple as dropping one sentence on Instagram or one sentence on LinkedIn, just being like, I noticed, I see you're doing great. You know, there's going to be those hard days, but like keep moving forward because it's making an impact. And even those small baby steps are like helping you to move forward. Like it's, it's a good thing. So, okay, so we've got a lot of mountains to move here, Megan, and I'm so happy that you're part of this journey. You have so much energy. What I'd like to know is how you keep your energy. I mean, if we look at, you know, um, world president of the Global Women in Martial Arts Initiative, that includes 70 countries worldwide. Like, how do you kind of work these things? And you're also part of, of course, um, fast and female you're on big brothers big sisters you're an ambassador for stand and you're also one of the universal women's network ambassadors like you've got so much on the go and you do make it look easy but how do you stay motivated so I'm actually going to show you one of my vices in the camera right now okay yeah we're ready I have a <sighs> giant giant venti iced coffee right here <sighs> So for those that are listening, <laughs> Megan's just held up a Starbucks iced coffee, um, a great big extra grande, I think it was, a it was really a big size. It looked like the full size of the screen. That was almond milk and sugar-free vanilla, lots and lots and lots of caffeine. The iced coffees have a little extra kick in them. So it is the one small vice. I have tried to go from seven coffees a day to three. We're at three currently. It's okay, I'm drinking all the water as well, so we're all right. Um, I, so there is some awareness about the energy. So I do, I have been fully diagnosed with ADHD. So I do feel like that is somewhat of a superpower because it helps me to have a lot of extra energy. And I need a lot of stimulus and a lot of moving parts to stay focused. So if things are quiet and, and I mean, for everyone that can hear me, they can't see how much my hands move when I talk, <laughs> but they're everywhere. And so when I film things, I have to like try to grip my hands or put things in my hands so that I don't move them around the screen so much and become very distracting. But I, I do crash. So I go all or nothing. I can go 16 hours a day for eight days straight, but then I am out of commission for 24 to 36 hours. I can't concentrate, I can't make sentences, I am not coherent, I cannot come up with a creative idea, I can't do it. So I'm sort of learning, instead of punishing how I work and how my energy ebbs and flows, I used to punish myself for not being able to concentrate, not being able to study in a traditional fashion, not being able to sit still or want to talk or have my eyes dart. Like my eyes will dart all over the room when I'm speaking to people and I feel really terrible about it. But when I'm pulling in stimulus, I can listen and acknowledge more of what they're saying and it helps me connect more. 
um, I'm embracing the fact that my learning style and my energy is very different. So I know to plan going hard for those seven, eight days and then booking a day or two off where I'm just doing very, very, very basic things. And then also like with my energy, um, like my son is autistic, so he's the different end of the spectrum than I am. And he helps me ground and root and be present because he will say, mom, sit down. Mommy, I need you to like watch this with me and I want to ask you questions about it. And it forces me to ground and calm and balance things that I normally wouldn't do otherwise. And sometimes he prevents me from those massive burnouts of trying to do too much because I need to be present for him and I wanna listen to what he has to say and I want him to feel that he's a very significant part of my world. Um, But I, I do have lots of energy and I'm very, very lucky that I found a job that harnesses that energy and helps me to concentrate because when I'm wearing myself out on the mat it allows me to sit down and focus on emails and focus on reviewing contracts and focusing on you know what new initiatives we're going to start doing um I mean like for stand I love stand it's victims of sexual assault I'm really it's helping me to heal the assaults that I've had in my life for a very long time that are very significant It makes me feel that when I advocate for others or I teach self-defense for them or I fundraise for them, that I'm like healing pieces of me that I felt were taken from me. And when I help others, it helps me on that side. Big brothers, big sisters. Um, I grew up very differently and didn't have the opportunities that I wish I would have had. And like, I I couldn't afford to go to world championships until I was 30 years old because I couldn't afford it. And I was working three jobs and I was, you know, I just didn't have the same opportunities. So with Big Brothers Big Sisters, when you fundraise for them, those children have the opportunity to do sports. So my energy needs to have all these initiatives and needs to have all this busyness in order to concentrate and focus and move forward. I guess that was a long-winded answer, but. Nope, I understand it perfectly well. Um, (laughs) Of course, my son has ADHD and I see the true brilliance out of it because you are able to you've got such high energy and you know i really do believe that there's so many different learning styles um for everybody and probably the best the most successful entrepreneurs in the world have learning disabilities adhd um because they don't learn in the typical fashion that everybody else does they're ignited they've got energy they want to go and they've got ideas coming all over the place and it looks like you know monkey mind but they do it all right and so it, it's i talk a- with my hands as well so i think we- <laughs> i love it and it's amazing how many lists i i have and how many calendars i have i have post-it notes everywhere in my purse in my car in my house i have four calendars currently going that all mix and match just to keep me on track like when you know how to try to keep your energy and and everything can well not contained but like more more appropriately focused and like more usable then you you figure out what your weaknesses are and you figure out how to manage them a lot better and then you like sometimes you just have to call out like i have to have people where i talk and they type because doing proposals on my own, by the time my brain thinks about what it's gonna do and it has to type, my ideas are gone. So I know enough to go, okay, I need someone to sit here with me for two hours and as I speak, they type. And then I review and then I edit and they type some more and we review it again. And that's how I can get those big things accomplished is just in a very different fashion. I'm picking up what you're dropping. It's just meaning that you are finally arrived where you know exactly who you are and how to best support yourself. And that is, I think, a part of success. What's your definition of success? Not compromising your own integrity for your goals. And if your integrity is family values or being a good mom or treating your staff well or changing the game in your industry, 
you have to make sure you do it with that type of personal integrity. So I actually has, have had a few conversations about this, for example, this week. And one of the examples is through COVID, I never charged my members for their memberships. Never did. And we have come out of COVID with different creative approaches, online curriculums, really cool contracts, like international teaching. Like there's been some really beautiful things through COVID that I've discovered about business and redevelopment and like thinking outside the box and like different projects that I never would have done. But I also thought I never wanted to take advantage of those people that put trust in me and my business just for like a couple extra thousand dollars a month because I was scared. I'm like, okay, I can be scared, but what other resources are out there? What else can I figure out? What else can I do to hold my personal integrity and the integrity I want for my business? And so, like I said, we didn't charge any of our members. It's the same as my curriculum. I won't compromise my martial arts curriculum to make more money through testings or pushing people through the program or anything like that. Has it cost me a little bit more money in the long term? Um, I think short term, yes, but long term, I'd rather play the long game and I'd rather do things in the way that I think are right and make those hard, scary choices than, than, than lose my, my integrity and my soul trying to make a little bit more money in the short term. So. And so as we're coming out of COVID, um, right now we're emerging, I'd like to say out of COVID. Um, that's beautiful that you've taken that space because that's where that creative, that's your creative space, right? That's the magic um, that it provided opportunity for you to move your business to the next level. But was there any other big lesson for you during COVID? Yeah, my overscheduling. Um, I was on the verge of total and utter burnout before we shut down. Um, and I didn't ask for help. And the way I ran my business too, wasn't as, um, I don't know. I'll try to explain it in words, but I, I would hire certain people because I wanted to really, really help them. And as kind and thoughtful as that was, it wasn't always the smartest decision for the business. And it really had an effect on my other staff and clients and myself because I wanted to rescue and I wanted to save and I wanted to uplift, but I didn't do it in the proper way. And you can't help people that don't want to help themselves. And a business is not there to, I guess, like do everything for people. You can't hire someone and then do their job for them and then still pay them to do that. So through COVID, I learned that I wanted people that were very, very invested, that had the same values as me, that want to continue to pursue goals, that wanted to continue to pursue their education, that had the same teaching style, had the same business style, but also weren't like me. Hiring diversity is was a huge learning curve for me because the more people that you have thinking different and bringing different ideas to the table and different experience the more you're kind of like oh i've never thought of that like that is a brilliant idea or that's something we were lacking or that's a missing puzzle piece and so during covid one was balance to try not to burn out second thing was not hiring people that were just like me and then also making sure they share the same values and work ethic and um, future goals that you do for sure. And taking more time for myself, my family, my friends, because I really miss them. Mm. Well, and now we can take even more time for them because we can actually see them and hug them, which is something that, you know, I mean, I wanted to hug everybody. I know we can't go around and say, I miss touching you. But at the same time, it's like, I miss touching people. I miss that connection. I do. I miss the eye contact. I miss like the way a hug feels. I, I miss laughing. I miss like, you can't deny the sparks between like seeing people that you love and care about and respect and are excited to be around. Like it, it changes everything. And you can dress up too. Like 
you can get out of the slippers and the Lulus and put on real clothes. Yep. Right? Yep. That was a scary thing for me. Just, <laughs> just saying, that was a scary part for me. But uh, see, so, I this all the time. <laughs> anyway, for work. <laughs> so super, super great. Um, love um, this whole chat with you. And thank you so much for being so authentic um, with everything that you've shared with our listeners today, because I think those are some of the things that women need to hear the most. And when they look to role models like yourself and leaders that are still learning and still, you know, like I, when you said that every single day on the mat, I nearly, I cry because I push myself so hard. You know, you don't sit on the back burner. You don't take the easy road out. You continue to strive for greatness. Um, and I think it's really important for everyone else to sort of, you know, strive for that greatness within their own lives and continually learn and grow. Thanks. And I think it like when you feel those moments of defeat or facing those challenges or facing those fears or crying on the mat or pushing yourself like past your thresholds, I hope it gives me more compassion, patience, and understanding when I'm trying to teach or mentor other people. Because when you understand really deeply, like in your soul, how it feels to do something new or be that vulnerable, um, I hope I am gentler and kinder when I notice that someone else is struggling that much because I really, really resonate and truly feel maybe what they're feeling. So it helps me hopefully to keep me in check and be as compassionate as possible and, and hopefully make me a better mentor. Well, you certainly mentor and you're a leader and you're a woman of inspiration. Um, and I just have to say the Nest Award was, you know, as a woman of inspiration that, you know, rose like the Phoenix, you know, um, single mom just rocking it. And I love to see those stories. Of course, as a single mom, love to see other single mom just kind of just, I mean, there's no secret sauce. You work hard, right? And it's not a, a clean road. It's bumpy. So what are you most proud of, Megan, out of all of the successes that you have enjoyed thus far? Because there's going to be more. I can just feel it. I hope so. Um, I'm proud that I didn't quit. Like, I'm really proud that I didn't quit. I mean, there was a lot of dry shampoo. There was a lot of crying in the shower. There was days when there was no shaving of the legs. I mean, sometimes you just have to do what you got to do and you have to make it through that day and you have to be present. And my son has enough challenges in the world and I need him to see that I'm not being a chicken about my life. And I'm not being a chicken when I'm faced with things that make me feel really yucky and uncomfortable and are really, really hard. Like he witnesses when there is a struggle for me and he sees when I cry, he sees when I have a bad day, he sees when I'm stressed and I'm really proud that he is getting more connected with sharing those feelings and understanding those feelings and realizing that it's not a negative to be emotional and to have bad days, it's actually a strength to say, I was sad today. And so I cried and then I asked for a hug and then I had a cup of tea and then I went to sleep and then I did everything cool the next day. And I like woke up and tried my best again. And that's like, that's okay. Um, and I think for little kids, like they need to be honest with their emotional and mental health and even their physical and they should be able to express themselves the same as we have to give ourselves permission to be vulnerable and emotional and admit, I don't know what to do right now, or I am really scared, or I'm super stressed out, or I am overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I don't want to fake it anymore. I don't want to fake it in front of my son. I don't want to fake it in front of my staff. I don't want to fake it in front of my students. I don't want to fake it to the other world presidents. So I'm proud of myself for allowing myself to be a human mm -hmm. and to show humanness when it's important. And when I accept that humanness in others. Beautifully said, Megan. And, you know, I think that resonates with so many people. Um, I, I do, I would really love to know what's one non-negotiable self-care for you though. Like what's when you're showing up in your full authentic self, 
and when you're feeling your best, you want to set that dip with success. What is that one thing that you do? I mean, right now I have to say my hair. (laughs) My hair for some reason, it's super long. It's a non-negotiable. It is not going to be short. I'm going to stay blonde. My hair for some reason, like gives me power. I have no idea what that is. But on like certain days, if my hair is on point, I feel like a beast. Like I feel like it's like I'm carrying a giant sword on my head and I can slay dragons all day long. Um, And I think that and coffee, honestly, coffee, just like taking that delicious sip of amazingness is a non-negotiable, like a hundred percent. And then um, making sure that I'm still being a student in martial arts. That's a non-negotiable too. So that's three. I guess that's lots. That's okay. I'll take three. I actually love that it's your hair. Yeah. I haven't I haven't ever heard that before, but it is so true. And especially, you know, going through COVID, if you actually had a shower that day, you got up and you get dressed, you put your makeup on, boy, it really does set your day up for success. And I also have long hair and I know how much work it is. And it is a chore. Mm-hmm. But the moment you feel good, it does change and that is self-care. It's like when you put on like a little princess dress and you like twirl. For me, when I could like sashay and like whip my hair and feel all like free about it. And I I literally feel like I'm Rapunzel with this like long hair. But for some reason it's almost like it's a beautiful feeling to have the hair and comforting at the same time. But in a very odd way, it's kind of like my armor as well, because I feel so masculine in what I have to do every single day with my job, that my hair is the reminder that I'm still a woman and that I still need to feel beautiful and I still need to feel um, put together. And so it's my one reminder that I'm, I'm still like, I'm still a woman. I won't say I'm a lady, but I'm a woman. And so it, it helps remind me that I don't have to be so tough and masculine and forceful and assertive all the time. I can, I can enjoy a little bit of cuteness. <laughs> and a little bit of femininity. Yeah. Yeah. It is yeah, my the soft side, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it wouldn't be a woman of inspiration. I have two more questions for you, actually. One is about your support hers. So as you know, um, you know, we introduced support her to elevate the men that are champions for women in their networks, workplaces and communities. So why is it so important to have our male allies as cheerleaders? Um, I'm really lucky that I have some really great male cheerleaders. Like they're phenomenal human beings. Um, they're very self-secure, they're very confident, they're very successful in their own right, uh, they're kind, they're good dads. Um, but I think it's very important because I think the most successful situations have balance. And I think when you have very beautiful, strong, smart, talented women, but you have kind of a friendship or a partnership with these strong men, the ideas get better, the problem solving gets better, uh, different awareness is great. And sometimes um, our approach, well, often our approaches are very, very different. So to have that nice balance between men and, and women can can help you accomplish better, greater, more beautiful things with that kind of a support system. And honestly, like having some male cheerleaders is like an extra push, like on my back to say, you're not, I mean, being in a male dominated environment, sometimes I've had those negative challenges. And so having the positive men that are like, you got this, you can do this. You are deserving. You have the right credentials. Um, You know, like, yes, you look different. Yes, your approach is different. Yes, you're unorthodox, but we're saying from the different side, you got this. It's going to be fine. You got this. And they remind us also, well, like I mentioned before, dudes get together and they champion for each other. They help each other and they always know a guy. So they're teaching me to celebrate and be more confident and speak more about myself and um, put myself out there more because because they do. These men in my life, they do. They put themselves out there. And I think they're scared 
but they seem very fearless. Mm. So I like their approaches sometimes. And that's like at taking that job without even maybe even having the right experiences, right? Yeah. Um, so owning it, being confident, and that's beautiful because it is true. I see it. I see it myself. And it's really nice to have that balance and that support system and that perspective that men bring is always very different from what I bring to the table. It's very important. It's the yin and the yang. Like yeah. we need to have different opinions and sides and approaches and way we see the world. Like that's how we diversify ourselves and that's how we have more acceptance and that's how we problem solve in in better ways is to have that different perspective like i wish i knew everything but i super don't so so that's your support network and that's why we have a tribe and you know of trusted um people that love and support us so um that fabulous answer that was really great um and i we're at our interview and it went so fast. I could sit here and talk um, to you all day long and we could fling our hair and, you know, enjoy <laughs> having those um, moments. But before we close, there's one question I always ask all, my, ask all my guests. What is the definition of a woman of inspiration to you, Megan? Is that she understands that there are always challenges and that she's going to face them. And if she takes those risks, she has to take responsibility for what the outcome is, positive, negative, challenging, otherwise. And a woman of inspiration is someone that takes on those challenges, those risks and those responsibilities and goes for her dream and her passion anyway. She doesn't let those obstacles prevent her from like standing on the top of the podium. She's like, nope. I don't care how many times I was told no or how hard it's going to be or that no one else has ever done it. I believe in myself enough to know that I can handle whatever wrenches are being thrown at my head and I am going to go for it anyway. I'm going to be the disruptor. I'm going to be the change maker. I'm going to be the one that forges ahead. I'm going to be the one that creates the past so it's not so hard for other people. I'm going to show others that it is possible and that you are capable. That's a woman of inspiration is someone that you look at and go, whoa, I never even thought that was possible or how did she even navigate this? And she still was like, you know what? I might not have any fingernails and I might have lots of gray hair, but I did it. Like I'm the top of the mountain and I'm gonna take a big breath and I'm gonna celebrate and I'm gonna jump down and I'm gonna be proud and know that I changed myself or the world or something that's never been done before. Well, I gotta say, Miss Megan, I think you just described yourself. I don't know about that. <laughs> I think so, I think so. I Honestly, you are such a role model and authentic and it's, I'm inspired by you, listening to you. I'm so happy that you're part of our network that you're part of this big journey. And I'm so looking forward to watching you continue to soar and reach your summits. So um, Megan, it has been an absolute treat having you on the Woman of Inspiration podcast. Is there anything that you'd love to leave our listeners with today? I just wanna thank you, Monica, for creating this network, this environment, this platform. We need people like you that help people come together and help people find their people and help people find more positivity in the world because honestly, we cannot have enough of these champions and this positivity and these celebrations. And I know how much work that you've put in and how many challenges you've faced and honestly like i respect that so 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 much you've never taken the easy path but you're bringing all of these beautiful people and all this amazing love and light and positivity to the forefront like you're showing people that it's okay to spread this kind of joy and inspiration and it is all the right it is all the right and it's about time. So thank you so much for letting me be part of this and for welcoming me in and for being such a, like you basically just tell everyone how awesome they are. Like it's the best thing in the world is you find these incredible humans and then you just showcase all of their greatness 
but really like we are grateful to have found you and you're attracting this kind of greatness because of who you are and you're our people. And so thank you so much for what you've done and all your hard work. Well, and I'm going to say heart, 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 like beating fast because that you just filled my bucket. Thank you. Um, and I think the exact same of you, I just, this is what's going to change the world. Right. And so thank you for your comments means a lot because it's coming from a woman that I respect. So thank you so much for that, Megan. And let's go change the world. Girl power. Let's do it. And invite our male champions, the ones that do champion for women, and then boys, invite them together because I know you're a mom of a boy. I'm a mom of a boy. And we want our men to be raised championing with women together. So let's go do that and make that happen. And listeners, I would just like to say, I hope that you enjoyed this super, super fun episode. You know, it went a little crazy. Uh, we had some great conversations. Um, but I'm really excited uh, to have you on the road with us, Megan. And if you love this episode, please, please, please share it with the entire world. You just don't know who needs to hear this message um, to fill their buckets. Um, so thank you, Megan. And um, and that was Megan, CEO of Five Elements Martial Arts. Where can they reach you? Uh, they can reach me at fiveelementscalgary.com, but it's with a number five. Um, or Ninja Girl MMA or Five Elements MA on Instagram. I'm Megan Cotterill on Facebook or Five Elements Martial Arts. And the same thing for LinkedIn. Let me know if you have any questions, but thank you for having me, Monica. You're so welcome, Megan. And of course, we'll see you on the road. And I look forward to this epic journey ahead. Yeah, me too. Woohoo! Woo!